This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. like pensive or something like well that's the kind of music this is this is relaxing it's the first time you guys haven't laughed that's kind of nice it's kind of nice not hearing the that shriek that that laugh in the, the ears Thanks, it's kind of nice i have to do that. this more often the shriek it just gives me that it gives me that like uh country but like a relaxing like you know you just it's like zeppelin the, zeppelin yeah. four it's like zeppelin four is what it's like it's not the vibe I'm getting. What are you getting? Well, you don't know anything. Actually, no house of the whole. I would like to hear your vibe. It's like, you know, like a commercial for like therapy online. I could see that. Or like a Ford truck commercial. This don't, is better than both. This is better than that. When you don't be afraid to ask for help. Or like when you're out on the farm. A long day. You get to ride in your F-150. <laughs> Leather seats and... Possibly. I don't know if we're allowed. Or like a Budweiser. Budweiser. Oh my god. Or it's like an AA talent show where everyone plays the guitar <laughs> and tries to sing. <laughs> Fucking unbearable. Chris, were you a fan of AA dances? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> You're a big AA dance guy. No. You weren't. I mean, you gotta you gotta show up. You gotta show up. You gotta show yeah. up. But you weren't out there grooving on the dance floor. No, I mean I'm not. No, I'm not like a dancer guy. Not much. You were the DJ. You like to DJ. Yeah. 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 DJed some A things. It's cool. It's good to be involved, sober. You know. It is. It's important. It helped me. It's. It's still. It's still. I mean, it's not like what we did when we were drinking and stuff like that. But I don't know that I wanted it to be. Yeah. That would have been fucking weird. That's true. You know. Aside from the red solo cups. Yes. <laughs> it was like the weird part. You're like, man, this something just doesn't feel right. There's a cake. Where's Where's a the cake? cake? There's a yeah. cake somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. John. Oh, Chris. Welcome. Episode 31. We are halfway through over season the hump. two. Over, over the, the hump. hump. We've got a, a great show for you tonight. Real quick. The meeting after the meeting is a podcast, which is broadcast live on Zoom every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m., then the audio is put out on all streaming platforms, and you can find us at Team ATM Live. That's our uh, link tree. Link tree. What is link tree? Link tree Move is on. No. a page where you have <laughs> links. Most people don't know what it is. I feel like link tree is pretty. Yeah, we've been talking about it for thirty episodes. I'm, Move but, on. But link people, people don't know. A lot of people don't know what link tree on, is. I think if you. <laughs> It's basically a hub. It's a hub. Yeah, but I mean, I think if you're at all active on social and you are a cur- curator or a creator and of content, then you everyone has link trees. Why don't we ask one of our studio audience members, Steve? What do you do? You n- just nod your head either way. Do you know what link tree is? He's nodding no. He no. does not know. No, most he's, he's people don't know. He's still on dial up, and he's like fifty. <laughs> he's my age. <laughs> All right, he's, well, either fl- way. he's got a flip phone. Either way, you can find us at Linktree, but you can also find us on Instagram. You can still send texts with like a keyboard. No, don't. He's still lamenting his Blackberry he's, loss. Hey, he's going to be a guest one day on this. He's going to get his chance to fire back probably. That's fine. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. Well, <laughs> I, uh, you can find us all over the place at TMATM Live, basically. That's right. For now. Yeah. Let's uh, let's introduce Whoa, our dang. our producer tonight, who is on one again. He's really he's doing it. He was designing shoes earlier for us. If people saw the hour before the show actually goes yeah. on, like what just, we do, we're just hanging. It's good. But it's it's sheer buffoonery. It it's is. casual. It's cool. Yeah, Chipotle, it's Chipotle and fun. We were designing Air Force One. What low dunks? What were they? Oh yeah, some Air Force Ones and some dunks and some dunks. Yeah, doing both. Gabe, what's up? How you doing? 
Fine. How's your week been? Also fine. That's so low energy tonight. Nothing new? Um, I have to carry the show. <laughs> carry the beginning at least. Um, uh, d- d- do. You know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Watching <laughs> some spy documentaries on you, Netflix. You know what? Forget about it. Dude. It's all good. <laughs> Spy documentaries. I, I, I got nothing this nobody, week. Nobody gives a shit how your week was anyway. <laughs> oh, dude, no. I made it. I he prepared it. Too, too late. Saturday night. Too late. I, all right. Okay. No. Give it. Come I on. Prepared, uh, I prepared $170 worth of fresh fish and sushi, dude. Oh, wow. I fed like 15 people. It was Not amazing. us, so. Not you, but would you have come? Was Yeah. Was this like an Next invite party? You were like, hey, I'm going to prepare sushi for everybody? It was like a, a family friend thing. Oh, it was, okay. it was, it was my, my family. Like my it was a party dance. that we weren't invited to. Yeah. That's what yeah, it was. If you guys want to go to the next one, dude, it was legit. He pulled out all the stops, didn't invite us. Mm-hmm. Dude, my uh, my family friend is a, is a chef, and he made this um, nigiri with a fish, a quail egg, and some truffle Sounds oil amazing. on it. amazing. Dude, it was, was freaking incredible. Yeah. Dude, right. best. Best. Yeah, such a good night. Good to know. Good yeah. night. Such, such a, good a good night. night. Such a good night. It was night. a night to, you can't, you couldn't, I mean, good night. you couldn't recreate it. Fuck both of you guys. <laughs> such a good night. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's get to our guest. I'm excited. He is somebody who has listened to the show before. He's, he listens, I don't know if he listens to every episode, but he listens and, uh, he, he's a, a friend. We both watched him get sober, uh, and uh tragically yeah he's got a good story though so this should be fun let's welcome tom w from darnstown maryland hey guys what's up tom thanks for having me i'm trying i'm trying to get amped up here that that intro music was really kind of put me down a little bit well this is different yeah yeah, it was. T- I think so a lot I'm of time. Tom can help here. Yeah, the music is it kind of the vibe of our guest, but that music isn't the vibe of our guest, man. <laughs> I our thought guest that's is, where you were going. No, I was like, our guest country? is alive. Yeah, no. <laughs> Are you a country guy? I'm not. You're not. not okay, good. Not, no way. Right. Yeah. I yeah. like some country, but it's not my main, my number one. You know. I have a pretty big range of musical taste, but yeah. country's Megadeth, Sex Pistols, yeah. Yeah. definitely. A rock guy. You're a rock guy. <laughs> I like more alternative rock, okay. new music, yeah. If you could pick one decade of music, what would it be? Oh, I like 90s. Oh, I'm right there. Yeah. Oh, man, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> 90s on so 9. No. So good. No, 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 no. More like HFS. Yeah, HF Festival. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. that. Well, Tom, welcome, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks guys. for being here. And you have listened to the show. I have. Yeah. I think I have listened to all the episodes. You have. Well, that's today. great. Yeah. So you're right there. Wow. Yeah. All the episodes. All the episodes from the first one to yeah. Check last that week. Out. Yeah. And you and you brought a buddy with you tonight who mm-hmm. also listens, Steve, who's in our audience. Steve, thanks for being here. We're Gotta get that guy on too, man. We'll get Steve at some point. One hundred percent. Tom, why don't you just share share some of the basic info with us, the stats? All right. So my sobriety date is July eighth, two thousand eighteen. I have a sponsor, Justin. He's oh. here tonight. He said is it. also here. He said it. Nope. <laughs> Nobody's clapping for him. Except for Justin. <laughs> Justin was clapping for himself. That's so great. <laughs> My home group is the uh, Darnstown Men's Meeting. Meet Saturday morning at 8.30. Nice, it's nice. a great meeting. I Didn't heard. I keep... T- I was like, don't you live in Damascus? It's not I Damascus. I couldn't no. get it's it right. Darnstown. <laughs> You're supposed to come sometime. I was, dude. Yeah. Saturday mornings are tough, man. It's, it's a kids. good meeting. You'll like it. I've yeah. heard. I've heard good things. It's really good. Yeah, it's gotten big. I mean, we're we're up to over fifty guys. Look, that's that awesome. is a big meeting. Yeah, man. wow. Yeah. For a men's meeting, for a Saturday morning men's meeting. Yeah, Saturday, morning. yeah. Dude, someone just asked me to lead a meeting. It's like eight in the morning on a Sunday. I was yeah. Like, Fuck, dude. Travis, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really good meeting too. There's that's actually more. Pe- there's sometimes more 50, than 50, 60 wow. people there. Yeah, it's I a mean, big meeting. That yeah. is. That is early. It's, man. it's a good meeting. I mean, that's not sunrise sobriety early six a.m. But that is early. It is, but it's a good way to start the day. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've never yeah, gone to a in. morning meeting and left and not and been like, man, I shouldn't have started. It's my a good day way to yeah. start your day yeah. for sure. You know? Yeah, uh, that's what I like about the Saturday morning meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, let's get into a little bit of your story here. Uh, I, I've heard it many times and love it, and um, so I think our audience is going to enjoy it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were like? 
Yeah, I was thinking about that on the way here tonight. And what I know is the first time that I really took a drink, you know, I was pretty young. Um, I didn't like the taste of it, but I immediately liked how it made me feel. And I think it was a blackout that very first time. And the thing was, is... How old were you? It's probably 17. Nice. Yeah. Did you grow up in this area? I, no, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. So very rural area, not a lot going on. Okay. Um, you not know, much to do. Not much to do. Where, what was like the biggest, closest like hub city that you would say to where you were? That would be Altoona, Pennsylvania. God, that was where you lived, or that was like that was that's that's where we had to go, and that was like thirty. That was thirty minutes away. Thomas, to go to a movie, yeah, to go to to a mall, yeah, to to anything like that, you had to go to Altoona. No wonder you were drinking. What was like the what was the Altoona population when you were growing up? I have no idea. Was it? Nah, it's not big, but that that was the city. That's awesome. Okay, all right, yeah. so I'm just trying to get the yeah, paint, yeah, get a little bit of a picture here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, the thing is about that drink, it was at a friend's house, um, my best friend, who his family had a little bit of money. So they had a lot of cool things. They had a pool, they had really nice cars, and just all kinds of beer, alcohol. It was always available. And Loaded, stocked. It was, that was stocked. the spot. That, was that, house was the, yeah. that was the spot to hang. And they had, they had really good parties. And my friend's dad, he was cool with us drinking. As long as he put us to work. So mm. we would do like yard work and stuff like that for him. Man, no he, problem. Man, it's fucking what shit. Did that. Was, it was it's so a good way good. to get some, yeah, some alcoholics to work. Some yeah. budding alcoholics. Yeah. A real capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's better than my sponsor. So, it was it was fantastic. So it was you know, just that lifestyle was very appealing. I mean, no one drank in my house. My parents didn't drink. Yeah. There was no alcohol in our house. Um, they just didn't drink. Yeah. Um I have two brothers. They drink, but they don't drink like me. I have a twin brother. Oh, and, really? Uh, you have a twin yeah, brother? I have a twin brother. How do we not know that? Identical? We are not. Oh. We are not. We're fraternal, but very much alike. Did you know this? Did you drinking. guys know that he had a twin brother? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you met my twin brother. <laughs> His sponsor shaking his head no, which we find funny, obviously. Uh, anyways, go ahead. They go came ahead. for an intervention yeah, at yeah. one point. <laughs> um, yeah, so I when I drank that night, I I just loved everything about it. I liked I didn't like the taste of it, but I liked the way it made me feel, and I definitely wanted to repeat that. Um, you know, looking back, I don't know if I thought, you know, I certainly didn't think I was an alcoholic, and I. I didn't drink like that all the time right after that, but I think it planted the seed. Like I knew anytime I didn't feel good, I knew what to do. Um, you know, if I could get that drink, I'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, the thing about me is when I drink, I definitely cannot stop. And I, I'll even tell myself. Even from the first time. Even from the first that. time. I, I did say not too long ago, around some close family members. I think I had a couple of normal drinks before, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, your family. Not your family That's not a good thing to That's say around your family. <laughs> not a good thing. And so so one thing real quick. You, but you why would you, you want a normal drink? I th- that's that's I, the other side. Yeah, right? I didn't even think about that. I mean, until now, now that I've been here. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I never did sit down just to have a drink. Because you're always drinking for effect. At least I, I was. I, I was. Yeah. I was. Especially when you start out early like we do, drinking for effect. Otherwise, why I drink? Mean, just drink a fucking Sunny D, you know Well, I mean? a lot of people who aren't alcoholic, they drink because it's a social thing. And they, you know, but yeah, like for me, true. I started drinking at a young age. Yeah. There was no like, you weren't drinking for the taste of it when you're, 15, 16 years old. But you, you know, know what? I don't drink anything like the way I drink alcohol. No. I don't have water like yeah. I should, maybe. No. 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 Yeah. Coke, no. Nothing. You're not hiding bottles of avian I'm not, behind I'm the definitely toilet. not hiding any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was really good at hiding my alcohol. Oh, yeah. We'll get in, we'll get into that. Um, so, but there's no alcoholism in your family. You said no. that wasn't why no, your parents didn't keep alcohol in the house. No, they just didn't drink. They I never saw them. I mean, my... Maybe my dad would have a drink, like if we go to a relative's wedding, but yeah. like one drink, and not finish the drink. My mom, I never saw her drink. Yeah. Um, and like I said, my two brothers, they do drink, but they they can stop. Yeah. They can stop. Wow. So, 
Yeah. She got the short end of the stick with that. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And I did it for a long time. You did. did. So, so let's talk about kind of, you know, so it sounds like you start drinking at 17. Did you, did you kind of hit your stride there? Where would you, where would you have say that it was like, man, I have arrived. This is, I'm living the dream. It happened pretty quick. So, um, I, when I graduated high school, I, you know, I didn't do that great. So I decided to go in the military. So I went in the air force and I went in young. I was 17 Mm. when I graduated and, um, I tricked my mom into signing I was say, for me. That's a, yeah. yeah, there you go. I don't even know. She just didn't pay attention. I said, like, you just sign this. I need to sign this. And it, it was a big deal. I mean, it was the Air Force, right? So, but man, I quickly found. Yeah, this drinking you know, in oh, the Air Force. It was yeah. readily available. Sure. And my first assignment was overseas. So it was, it was easily accessible. Yeah. I got my first problem with alcohol. My first year on my first assignment was in Japan. And something happened, I think a girl. So I went off base. I had a car with drinks, and I tried to come back on base. Drunk. Drunk. But the worst thing was is I had my bottle was sitting right in the middle, so it was an open (laughs) container. Like going through the main gate, right? That's how bad it was. Do you remember this? Barely. I did get put in jail or the drunk tank, (laughs) I guess. You know, I, I actually don't share this that much. Because I didn't see it as a. I didn't even know you were in the Air Force. (laughs) And the worst thing about that, I had this really great commander. She was so awesome that we called her mom. Yeah. And she's the one that had to come and get me out. Sure, that was fun. And I had a security clearance, and I immediately lost that. This is just my entry point into my military career. No, no. And it, you know, at one point it was going to be all the way out, but I, I got through it somehow. I got my clearance back and. But, you know, that... How long were you in the military? So I did four years. Okay. Yeah. Did you have any other problems while you were in the military? No, that that was it at that point. So I, I had a pretty good career, in fact. So You skated by. I skated by. You skated, I skated by. Because you definitely didn't stop drinking. But, you know, any time... I did <laughs> you not just stop getting drinking. into trouble. I just... Well, for temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So when did you start to see it? So, so the first problem kind of right there. That was right there. When when did when did the uh, the problem start mounting? So that that came later. You know, I like how they say it's it was drinking was fun for me at first and fun with problems mm-hmm. and then just problems. I think my biggest career of drinking was the fun with problems. I, I don't know. It's just problems. Yeah. I didn't see them. When I got out of the Air Force, I got married pretty young right away and um like 24 we were 24 i was 24 yeah and um we had our first kid i was 26 oh my god so things were happening for me right like i was like you know even though i was drinking i'm like you know i got married i had my first kid you're like got a house we're on track here this normal everything was like life was happening right good stuff normal stuff that everybody else does I should be able to drink. It's crazy. But you know what? What was the drinking like it at that was stress. point? Well, it was amping up, you know, because, you know, I was earning my drinks at that point, you know, because I was doing life. It's, it mm. seemed like things were going okay. But I guess I didn't realize that I would drink for reward. I would drink for if I would screw something up, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, get in a fight with my wife or... It's daily now, though. It, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. So. Um, that's the thing. My progression was stretched out yeah. so long, but it was progressing, but it was just such a long progression. Yeah. And maybe that's why I didn't see it coming. It wasn't until the end, maybe the last 10 years of my drinking, it was becoming a daily, daily problem. Yeah. And then, um, you know, before we got married, we were going to a couple parties and she would say, maybe not drink so much tonight mm. this is before you got married before we oh, got wow. married she, she was already yeah, yeah. Oh, the flat the, the red flags, flags were, the flags were there up. Yeah. their flags yeah. were there yeah um so so she already, knew what she was buying she knew what she was <laughs> she read the flag <laughs> well, no, i'm not sure she knew i don't know she knew, <laughs> I don't know she knew because when she it got knew. really bad here's the thing when it got really bad at one point she said to me i i don't know who you are anymore yeah. <laughs> And then she said, the kicker was, when I was really in the, the depths of it, is there is no way you're coming back. I, it's wow, impossible. Yeah. You're not coming back. 
Like that was her biggest fear. I believed that too. I mean, I was fully committed at that yeah. point. Yeah. You know, so we had, we had two more kids. I have three kids. Um, and again, job was going good. It wasn't affecting my job, but there at the end, you know, I just could not go without taking a drink. I don't know how I didn't have the tremors. I, I must have been so close. Though, you know, I would intend not to, but my car was on autopilot. I worked six miles from my house, and I could make it through the day without drinking. But a lot of times I would be thinking about drinking, and I would go out at lunch mm. and purchase. Yes. And then I'd be okay. That would get me. Th- I wouldn't mm. drink it, but I would have it. I'd have Just it ready. Just knowing it was, knowing it was there. Just knowing ready. it was there. Because yep. as soon mm. as I got in my car for that six miles home, mm-hmm. I I would finish a pint. Yeah. A pint was like my vodka. Pint of vodka. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was buying uh, Gray Goose. So I think Ooh. I was saying oh, alcoholics, alcoholics, alcoholics don't drink Grey Goose. <laughs> I cannot Man, be a Dude, gr- I had such yeah. a bad night on oh. Grey Goose. <laughs> that was my vice. It's rough coming up. It's yes. rough coming up. It was, it was, it was bad. Oof. Bad. Yeah. So that, but that pint didn't, you know, that would get me home. And, you know, enough of a buzz to get me by. But later on the night, I needed I needed more. So stay asleep to or stay away. Just keep going. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I said, I when I start, I can't stop. If I do stop, I can't stay stop for sure. Yeah. Three days was my record. I could I, <laughs> what would happen? I'd get in trouble. I'd get caught. Yeah, I yeah. always got caught. Tighten it up for a little bit. Tighten it up till everyone starts talking to me again. And then, yeah, bare minimum, just escape by, just, yeah. just yeah. get by. So let me ask you at this point a couple of questions: Were you hiding alcohol? I was hiding. So I had some really good hiding places. I <laughs> was your, I had a couple favorite spots. Okay, so I had we had a dog, and I was in charge of the dog walks. So the first one, the first stop was in the trunk of my car. Um, it, it was just in the trunk, but then I had to elevate. Because people started, my kids actually yeah, like, started searching doing? my car. Wait, wait. The kids are searching your yeah, car? Yeah. For what? They were looking, Dad, you're drinking again. Oh, no, I'm not wow. drinking. If I go out in your car and find it, you know that How kind of How old were the kids at this point? Teenagers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. rough. So there's yeah. some damage there. Yeah. Well, that, if the kids damage. are searching the car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're, so now they're calling me on my yeah. lines, you yeah. know, at this point. So I, I moved the, to the where the spare tire is. So it's a little bit more hidden uh, than just a deeper. Yeah. But then I also posted some bottles throughout the neighborhood. So when I would walk the dog. <laughs> like different, walk. like check, like you have like little hidden spots. Well, you know where it was? It was in the, our neighborhood has those drainage, like culvert things. So you could just stick, uh-huh. I could stick like a bottle down in that. Like as long as it didn't yeah. rain, it was okay. Interesting. But yeah. then I could, I always had a refill wherever yeah. I went. Yeah. I mean, did anybody just like see you? Like, no, it was usually, it was. So yeah. it's at night. night yeah. yeah it's at, night. at this point, okay, so you're, you're hiding. I, I was going to ask you if you were lying about your drinking. Oh, Clearly, you're lying about lying. your drinking. So are you, what is your level of mental awareness with the problem that you have at this point? Because I mean, if you're pulling, bottles out of drainage ditches at night and drinking them you got to be a like chris said looking around like i hope nobody sees me doing this but so where are you at mentally or maybe not maybe you're like ah fuck it no i well i mean i guess depends but are you thinking i have a problem i was using water bottles you know i was i was i would at least pour into water bottles see that's uh, that's smart yeah and i would stash still if i saw someone pick up a water bottle and then take out of a drainage ditch (laughs) i'd be like hey drink it i'd be like little checkpoints little water weirdo At like the minimum, like a minimum. Mar- I'm sure like a marathon. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like know. a marathon checkpoint. Yeah, like a marathon <laughs> checkpoint. I just want to know: Were you like walking your dog at like 11:30 at night? Yeah, it like. I mean, started that dark. That poor dog. Yeah, yeah that dog get, was getting walked. It. She got long oh, I'm walks. I'm sure she man. loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Every little bad. nip. Just a little nip. Well, I, I, I realized that probably that wasn't normal. You know. And, and I could see a little bit. I could see the line, you know. I could see the line that I was about to cross. <laughs> you knew. You know, I probably crossed a long time yeah, ago. I think but the I, line had been crossed. The line had been crossed, but I thought there was another line, right? Yeah. And there, there are. But I know mm. because I did cross 
again. Yeah. And I just couldn't get back. Once I crossed, I couldn't get back. And the lies that I, I was telling, like even myself, my family, I was like, there's something really wrong with me. So I started going to therapists, psychiatrists, my regular doctor to try to figure out what was going on. No, not, not stop drinking. Not stop drinking. Any course. Only, only one, the one therapist did, she did the slide across the table. She pushed the pamphlet. She was like, maybe you should check these the guys where out. where and when. Yeah. She yeah. knew. She yeah. knew. It was the first time that I was exposed to AA and I said, I don't think so. And then she she had a great sales pitch. She's like, "Why they got doctors? They have lawyers. They have yeah. pilots." Okay. Like she's trying to appeal to me she's, that way. I think we all. Yeah. I mean, I did that. I did that and frothy emotional appeal. And, and they they start talking about medication. I'm like, "Sign me up." Yeah, I'll take yeah. some Clonopin, yeah. Xanax, Ritalin. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, she starts saying things like, "Maybe you're depressed. You have anxiety. Yep. Things like that." So I fully bought into that. Yeah. And yeah. I said, "Okay, once I get a handle on this, I'll get a handle on my drinking." Mm. Yeah. And that never happened. Yeah. It's tough to get a handle on one without the other, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, okay. So try to paint with the time we have left here to talk about this, try to paint a picture of the end of your drinking, mm -hmm. what it looks like right before you get sober. <laughs> it was bad. It, um, my oldest son was home from college for a visit and I had been dry for a couple of days. That's the other thing. I would always often drink when something exciting was coming up or something good. Yep. And that was the case. This was around Christmas time. He was home and I got drunk. I mean, I got a pine. I think I was taking Lexapro. Anyway, I was a bad mix. Yeah. And I was off my game and scared the shit out of him just because dad was off. Right. So he called 911. Oof. And uh, they sent the police came. Mm. The fire company. Everybody came. I don't know why so many oh people came. Oh, my God. Came. In your neighborhood? In my neighborhood. It was a scene. It was a scene. I thought somebody died. Neighbors, I know, right? They, no, it's, it's just so Tom. It was just you know that guy who drinks out of those water bottles yeah, down by just, the drain? Just and, old drunk Tom. Yeah, it's a horror. I fell in the drain yeah, ditch looking for his bottle. I got was, sick from drinking that drain water. It was so bad. I don't know what we said or what was no, said. No, Anyhow, no. to cover that story. Anyhow, you know, they, they put my family in a bedroom and say, close the door. Cause they don't know what they're yeah, walking out to. And I'm down in the basement and we have a spare bedroom in the basement. And that was your spot. They come down. Is that your like that, little, that's just where I was hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I, had a, spot. I had a stash down there. Keep too. a bottle in the yeah. room. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and they, they end up taking me to the hospital and, you know, have you been drinking? No. And, um, they immediately take my blood Yeah, and, they keep me there all night, run all kinds of tests. Um, you just deny, deny, deny. Deny, deny, deny. Even though they, ha you know they have your blood, which contains... I, I didn't know. You didn't know I, that. No, I was okay. out of it. I was ah, out of it. Okay. I was yeah. maybe yeah, brown out yeah. level. I, you know, at one I time, I did come to at one point, and there was, one, there was this elderly lady sitting at the end of my bed. I guess she was a watcher to okay. make sure uh, I yep, didn't get yep, up and take yep. off. They have the, yeah. And I didn't, know what, IVs I didn't know what that was all about, yeah. Yeah. but that's what I figured out. Like, anyhow, they, the doctor comes in at the end of the night, and she, she gets right up in my face, and she goes, Tom, have you been drinking? And I said, no. And she said again, Tom, have you been drinking? I said, no. And then third time, finally, I just said, yeah, I just said, yes. And she goes, all right, I'm not going to tell your wife, but you should probably tell her. So, oh, she had sent her out of the room, my wife uh, out of the yeah, room, yeah. while we had this conversation. And then she said, I'm not going to tell her, but you should tell her. I said, okay. And she sends my wife back in. She didn't even say anything. She just gives me the look, the look that you've... She knows. Know. Yeah. 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 And I said, I, I haven't. Oh, you lied again. again. And then finally I said, <laughs> yes. I, I have. I have been drinking. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyhow, so we get, I mean, was it a big secret? Clearly it you're wasn't. drunk. It wasn't. But you know what? When they say this is a family disease, I think there's some denial because they, oh, yeah, they don't want to admit they that wanna, this is yeah. what's going on in no. there. No. It's hard to watch. It's hard to think about. And same with my kids, my wife, yeah. you know. And it, So on our way out, um, they give me this slip of paper this nurse she goes you should call these guys they'll they'll really help i didn't know what it was the next morning was ugly nobody was talking to me um my kids weren't and i was like i'm gonna call this number 
It was Avery Road. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I had never heard of Avery Road. And they quickly did the intake, and I quickly qualified. And they quickly got me a bed. <laughs> I think this guy yeah. really needs it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So this Shocker. was right before Christmas. Shocker. This was right before Christmas. They got my bed was uh, December 27th. Ooh. So there was a time from that point till I checked in. But I got to tell you, it wasn't horrible. I think there was some relief. Yeah, that everybody kind of knew. Yeah, and I knew the pressure was off. Yeah. I, I think I called Steve. I said I'm going into Avery Road. Um, I called my my parents. We were supposed to go visit them for Christmas. Said I can't come home. I'm going to got out of rehab. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> I think I remember meeting you in there. Well, so that that's that's the greatest part. That night, so December 27th, I'm in Avery Road, wondering what the fuck am I doing here. Like, yeah. I did not belong here. And my roommate's like, dude, you got to come to this meeting. I was like, I'm not, I just want to stay in my bed. He's like, no, seriously, if you come, you'll get out quicker. He's there like, it'll go. look good. And um, so I went. Yeah. And it was an AA meeting, and it was John. It was John and Orlan, actually, that o- night. Wait, Orhan. Or Orhan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my first exposure to AA at that point in time. Um, and then the following week, you guys came in. Chris, you were there. John, you were there. Justin was there. Um, that's when I met you guys for the first yeah. time. Yeah. So it was like ground zero. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, amazing. it's crazy to think that we were in Avery Row, we met you, and now we're sitting here around it's this crazy. table. And, it's and really you, Many years later. And yeah, you've been sober now how many years? So five years. Five years, yeah. man. Oh, I know... You know, real quickly, let me, let's see here. Okay. So tie, I'm going to read the topic for tonight and tie in kind of what happened over the next, you know, whatever couple months there, just the story, the final story right before you got sober. So our topic tonight is on the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems, he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol the only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. And this is from the doctor's opinion in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And this kind of comes right after they describe this cycle that is repeated over and over and over again. And if I read that cycle, I think what happened to you after we met you in Navy Road would kind of describe perfectly what that looks like, you know, that remorse, the stop, and then just getting so tight tighter and tighter and tighter till eventually you have to drink again. And so, you know, share a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I definitely was tight. I felt, um, the distance though from the alcohol, but you know, when I got out of every road and I, I did call, um, I called Justin, we went to a first meeting, but you know, I made it four months and ended up on a, so I don't think my psychic change quite happened. Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 There was something that, that, yeah. 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 So I hadn't fully bought into a yet. Cause I, you know, I was getting out of trouble, right? I went to rehab. So the heat was off. Family was starting, you know, yeah. it was trusting yeah. you a little bit. A little again. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I started going to meetings, started doing some things, but I ended up on a work trip and, you know, alcohol crossed my way and I, I took it and I was like, oh, nothing happened. I must be all right. And then that just started the cycle. The problem was when I came back from that work trip, I didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And that's actually when my friend Steve came and asked for help, and I helped him get into the rooms. And um, so I I just held on to that secret. I didn't tell my sponsor. I didn't tell anybody. You know, I thought, well, now I'm going to help my friend. I'll be all right. Two months later back at it um the shit really hit the fan was up in pennsylvania with my son ended up with the drink who thinks you're sober who thinks i'm sober ended up with the drink next thing i know i come to in my hotel room with my friend steve in the room with me shaking was his not head in pennsylvania he was not in pennsylvania he was not he had to track you down and yeah. fish you out of that place he fished me out i ended up with a, a bad dui I was in jail. Steve came and found me and brought me back. So at that point, 
at that point, I might have had a spiritual moment. Mm. It got it got real at that point. S- sounds like at that point you were hopeless. I was definitely hopeless. Got home, was kicked out of the house. My wife said, you know, she said, we're going to figure this out, help the kids get right, but then we're going to come back to the table. Um, so we, stay, we stayed together for, for two more years, but about two years into sobriety, she came back to the table and said, it's time. So we, we ended up separating. So we're, we're separated yeah. today, but. And you stayed sober through that. And stayed sober. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, you know, at the end of the topic here, it says the only effort necessary being the required to follow a few simple rules. What have those rules looked like for you in the form of your recovery? What, what is it that you do today and that you've been doing since that DWI that, has kept you sober. I knew at this point I had to take everything that was given to me. So I've I've incorporated daily prayer. I, I pray when I wake up, whether I believe it sometimes or not. I just do it, and um, I do feel better. I'm in a, a text group with a group of men where we reflect on the daily reflection every day. It's just a little small tool that kind of remind me of what I'm doing. Um, I've had the privilege to. I'm sponsoring. I've sponsored a couple guys. Sponsoring a guy right now. That's that's been amazing. I thought that's something I'd never be able to do, but it's been a game changer. I've been through the steps, working on some of. You got a still. home group. Got home group. I have a couple service positions. Service. Yeah, I take calls when guys call. I try to call guys. When You're I plugged in. Call. I'm fully plugged in right now, and I that you know that compulsion has been lifted. Um. So that that's just amazing. Because yeah. like I said, at one point it was said to me, you're never coming back. Yeah. I fully, fully believe that. Yeah. Chris, what about you? What does this look like for you today? Uh, you know, having, once the psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, and we've heard a lot of your story, uh, is is able to easily control your desire. What does that look like for you? And what are your simple rules? You know, what is it that you're doing today? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously when I was new, it was a little different. I, I think you have these sort of moments. I don't know if it's a full psychic change, but it is in a way, cause it's a change in how I, you know, look at life and, and see. And I think when I was about three months sober, you know, in my life was a, a train wreck. I mean, I got sober and it was, you know, it was a disaster. I mean, financially and with work and stuff like that. So, you know, you didn't have a wife and kids. I didn't have a nothing. wife and kids. No, no, none of that. A I mean, house to walk a dog out of and hide a bottle. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I didn't have a lot of that stuff. But I mean, it was you just hide a pack of smokes next to the PRC. <laughs> well, you could smoke back then, so oh, you didn't you? have to hide them. Oh, now. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was sort of a train wreck for me, at least humbling train wreck because you know, and, and so three months in to you know working with a sponsor, going to meetings, I had a home group. I had already done a, four, a fourth and fifth step, and um, I did that before I was even out of the pre-release center. And I was, you know, going to work and taking the metro, and my life sucked, man. I mean, I was on the bus at like 6 a.m., walking to the bus and then the metro, and then like going to work and getting yelled at by my boss. You know, I'm like 30 years old. I'm getting yelled at by this guy, you know what I mean? Because I can't collate a binder properly at this <laughs> coffee shop. You know what I mean? I was making like eight bucks an hour. I mean, my life sucked, dude. It was terrible. And I would go home. I'd go to bed. I'd get up sober the next day. And I couldn't believe that that was my life because I would have definitely had drank by now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was clear to me the th- reason I wasn't drinking because I had every reason to drink it's because of what I was doing in Alcoholics Anonymous. And that was the first like light bulb that went off in my head. I was like, I am sober, not because I'm, that I'm doing anything. I am sober because of the actions I'm taking in Alcoholics Anonymous. And that hit me hard. I was like, that is solid evidence for a guy like me. I don't care about higher power, any of that bullshit, none of that. I don't give a shit about it. I don't even want to get into debate. But the bottom line is I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm sober one yeah. day at a time. I couldn't, I couldn't argue with that, you know, and of course, obviously going through the steps and having a psychic change as a result of the steps, you know, spiritual experience. And to me, psychic change, spiritual experience are interchangeable. And, um, so, you know, life is taking on new meaning. And, um, 
today, what I do to the few simple rules that I do to sort of stay in touch with that is I, I am accountable to a sponsor still at 20 plus years sober. Uh, I try to remain teachable. Uh, I'm of service in Alcoholics Anonymous in the AA meetings I go to. And I try to always be working with a couple guys under a year, you know, and that, that, that has worked well for me. Yeah. And, uh, simple recipe, you know, simple, but I need it to be simple. Life is complicated. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, John? I was just relating to both of you. And I think very similar for me. The one thing when you were talking about, um, in the beginning, your life, you know, from the outside looking in, I was, you know, I was, I was working at Starbucks 5am. I had to be there. I was, I had no car. I had no license. I had ruined that through my drinking and I'm walking, you know, almost two miles to work every morning, rain, snow, doesn't matter. At this point, I'm young. I'm, I'm 22. Yeah. You know, when I finally got sober, I was 22 and I am staying out. I'm going to meetings and I don't want to go home after the meeting because I'm afraid I'm going to drink or I'm going to think about drinking. Yeah. So I'm, maybe we'll go to the diner or maybe we'll play video. You know, we're, we're playing some Halo till, you know, whatever, midnight, 1 a.m. And then I got to be up at 4 a.m. So I'm not sleeping very much. So my life, you would think, sucked as well. Outside looking in, my life sucks. I'm making minimum wage. But here's the thing. I'm not dying of alcoholism anymore. That's right. That's it. I'm not yeah. dying of alcoholism anymore. So really, my life doesn't suck anywhere near as bad as it sucked before I got sober, you know, and like you, I'm not so sure about the God thing, but I, I start to see these little things that are working in the actions I'm taking. That's right. That's it. In the, and one of those actions was prayer when I didn't even believe in it. So, uh, and today my simple rules, the simple rules that we follow here are the steps and that's it. They're, they're outlets outlined in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. If you're not sure what to do, it's very clear. Uh, it tells us exactly what we need to do. And I try to do those things. Uh, and it's worked so far. I'm just going to keep trying to do them. I have, I mean, why roll the dice? Why roll the dice? Seriously. We all have really good lives today. You know, Tom, you've got a really good life today. And I know your relationship with your kids has, has gotten so much better. So much better. Yeah. So much better, you know? And so we all have really good lives and it's for me, the thing that tries to derail me and mess up my actions here, these rules are those outside things almost the gifts it's the it's, it's those the gifts the gifts but yeah. those gifts can also be the thing that pull you away 100 you know? because what is it in the end really it's our time you know the, those gifts if i want to i can put time time into those i mean i don't see people i mean you know people with time that leave a they're not leaving because life sucks and no. they're in a lot of trouble they're no. leaving because mm. they feel like things are fine and yeah. they don't need AA anymore that's it. And maybe some of them don't. It, uh, yeah. Well, I don't, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. That's I'm not great. here to judge. But I know that I'm, for me, I just, I know I'm an alcoholic. And so I'm going to keep doing this stuff, you know? All you got to do is spend five minutes with me <laughs> offline somewhere and you realize this guy's not to, right. I just have to leave my house for five. I mean, like, I don't even want to, you know. Yeah, traffic. There was a back, I almost called you yesterday morning. <laughs> did you drive on, on beach yesterday? I mean. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I had to. I had to. Did you turn around? Yeah, I boarded. I didn't abort, and it you, took me 20, oh. 20 minutes to get from Knowles up to 355. Why didn't you just bust a U-turn, man? I don't know why. I just didn't. I was so, like, because as I kept going on, I was like, ah, I'm almost there. I'm almost. Anyways, we're really going down a rabbit hole here. But <laughs> So to say that, you know, we follow these rules, and through that, no matter how long we're sober, no matter how good our lives get, we we follow these rules, and we've been able to and it works. stay course. And it works. And it works. It works. It works. So... Let's get into the next part of our show here, the Newcomer Tip of the Week. Okay, this is an interesting one. I found this one in a pamphlet as well, and it says, do alcoholics who are already sober ever join AA? It's kind of like a trick question. It's inter- it is kind of a trick question because, well, take away- If you've okay. never been to AA, how do you know you're an alcoholic? Yeah. Or you think, or is the question- do here, people here. that have already been dry or sober ever join yes, AA? Yes, That's more the question. That's a good, and it's a good question because how many people do we know who have come into AA who have been like, I haven't had a drink in an extended period of time? I, think I would say yes. Yeah. You know, I there mean, are some. So I, I hadn't had a drink for two years when I got to AA. There you go. So, because I, I would think that there are newcomers out there. And if you're new, and just so you know, maybe you haven't had a drink in a while. 
Yeah. Maybe you're you're white knuckling it, or you've been forced to not drink yeah. by being incarcerated, yeah, incarcerated or so. whatever it is, or you just you knew that if you did, your wife was going to leave you or whatever. You know, what I mean, Tom, did you ever have an extended period of time without drinking? I did. I might. I might have made. I mean, I told you three days before, but that's yeah, when I was like really bad. Really somebody that was that, like a couple like a months, month. they just didn't yeah. drink, and then they got hooked up with the AA. I know people who have gone years who years, have said yeah. that they didn't yeah. drink for years and ended up, yeah. maybe they end up drinking again, but there are people who come into AA. I guess the point is if you're new, it doesn't matter. You know, you don't, you didn't have to have a bottle of vodka under your pillow last night no. to come into AA. No, not at right? all. No. Not at all. Yeah. I've, I've talked to a couple guys who've been like that. Like I haven't yeah. drank for a long time, but now that they're, they're here. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to come into AA stinking of booze. Not at all. I mean, Alcoholics Anonymous is a, is a spiritual way of life. So it's it's, a, it's very different than just not drinking. I mean, not yeah. drinking is, I guess, the bare minimum any. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the, you know it's the minimum requirement. But what we're doing here in AA is f- it goes far beyond just not drinking. I mean, it really is a, an entire psychic change and. Which is a lot like the, the, the you know the topic. I had some of my worst days out there without AA, not drinking. Some of my days oh, where 100%. I mentally and emotionally yeah. was in the worst place is when I wasn't able yeah. to get that drink. Yeah, right. So you can be without a drink for a period of time and feel pretty bad, and still come into AA or yeah. still need a lot of help. Well, that like and you that have nothing time, to blame it on. That's the hard part. That's you can't hard say, part. "Oh, I was drinking." Yeah. You know? When I relapsed at four months, and then I went two more months before I went back out. I didn't drink in that two yeah. month period. It was the worst time. You're miserable. Of my life. You I were cut off from was, your higher power. It was eating me away. Yeah. There's yeah. no way you were able to. Yeah. I didn't recognize it even at the yeah. time, but it yeah. was just eating me away inside. Looking back, I yeah. know that's what was going on. You know. And the only thing that was going to solve that was another drink, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. If you, if you are alcoholic, like, like it describes in the big book, and you are without a drink and also without a solution, it is mm-hmm. misery. It's just sheer misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tools were there. And if you're not miserable without a drink, maybe you're not alcoholic. Maybe you just had a drinking problem. Who knows? Yeah. Put a plug in the jug. And I think, you know, a lot of people, it's easier for a lot of people to convince themselves that they're not alcoholic without really doing any investigating into the program Alcoholics Anonymous. And so if you're new and you're saying, well, uh, the other side of it, I haven't had a drink in a month and I didn't need AA. Why do I need you now? Well, it's, it's be worth investigating. Yeah. I mean, some, some of the ways that I really, that, that, the alcoholism was hammered home to me that I have it was because I was sober in AA and I had these experiences and I, and I was making these mistakes in relationships and in my behavior and my attitude. And it's like, when you behave that way without a drink, it really is like, I am selfish and self-centered to the core. You know, I can't blame it on drink. Drinking did not make me a bad guy. It made being a bad guy easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's feel better truth. for being a bad guilt guy. Free. Guilt free, guilt free, bad guy. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I Drink away the what? regrets, the yeah. pain yeah. of hurting the family, of whatever it is. I can know? behave however I want, treat people however I want, and I don't have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. It's, yeah. Am- it's amazing, but that doesn't go away. If you're alcoholic, when you stop drinking, that behavior is still there. Hmm. That way of living, you know, it's hard to shake that out of you. Yeah, but the steps do. So if you're an alcoholic or if you're not sure if you're an alcoholic, if you've been sober for a period of time, could be a long period of time, you can still join Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, investigate it. Investigate. I know. So there's that. I thought it was an interesting question. Let's get on to, this is, this is something, I don't know if it's going to work. What do we, do we have, Gabe, do we have anybody who, we've got a few people on. So, okay. All right. We've got a couple people on, and this is this is something we would love some participation from you. If you Please. if you're watching the Zoom, we're pulling up the chat right now. This sketch of the week is called "No One Likes Asking for Help." Questions for our guest. So, if you wouldn't mind, 
somebody just left. We yeah, lost this is what this is what happened. Now I'm like, oh, I'm not participating. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> if you know, I think that was my sponsor. Ask a question. We love for he definitely doesn't like. We love for somebody to ask a question to our guest, and uh, Tom will do his best to answer. If not, we've got some questions. We got some questions over there, Gabe, that from our Gabe, audience. From our audience here that can be asked. Yeah, but also, uh, our studio audience. Do the studio audience have any questions for our guest? Steve? Tom's like shaking his head like, no. Nah, Why not? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have questions? Gabe, what do we got? What's your, what's number, what's the one over All there? Right. I got a couple here. Um, Tom, why are, you, why are meetings so important for you to stay sober? It's just part of my routine right now. I feel like when I go to a meeting, no matter what the day looks like, good or bad, usually bad day, I can just know for that hour I can breathe. Even if I, it, it helps so much. Like I never leave a meeting feeling worse than I did when I came into the meeting every single time. Yeah. There's something to be said about routine for me. I was actually just talking to a new guy about it. Like, I mean, when I have, like, weeks, like, the past couple weeks, like, I'm, I'm traveling for work and I'm traveling for a wedding and, like, I'm very, very busy. It's, like, all that excitement, anxiety, like, there's, like, no serenity in some of that, you know, and just having, like, a place to go. And, like, Chris, what you were talking about on Monday, the community, right? Yeah. Like, you need the, you need the meetings for that community, so. Oh, I was talking about the Blue Zones. Yeah, the Blue Zones. Uh, blue Zones. Oh, but yeah, community is yeah. huge. Community, that's having great. a, finding the right tribe, I mean... People take for granted what we have in AA, man. It is an amazing thing, man, that we have yeah. the resources and the people that we can reach out. Because I'm telling you, I I promise you, normal people don't have that. They don't have it. They don't have that. Like my neighbors, great people. They don't have the guy. My boy doesn't have 50 people he could call and ask for help or go to a meeting and see 20 people and, and break bread at dinner with with 20 of his friends. I mean, they don't have that. Some people do, but it's rare. It's, it, it's very, very rare. rare. And, and it's rare. more rare than you think. Yeah. And this is recognized all the way back to the beginning of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. They talk about getting together in their houses. Yeah. You know, groups of people, families together. What you know? I'm saying, though, there's real science behind it now. That that is yeah. important. Yeah. That is For living sh- long. Well, not just living long, but living happy and joyous and having purpose those purpose. things are huge it. it's hugely important we have a group tomorrow night i already know that in no the matter, meeting is where that happens i guess that's my point. that's it yeah tomorrow could be a really bad day but i already know it'll be okay because we have plans to go to a meeting and it's a bunch of guys yeah. that yeah. meet up before and we drive the meeting that's together. It. it's nice to have those commitments there's something about having a commitment um, that just makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have a primary purpose in AA, yeah. and that is so like we it's built in. And and that's the last thing I was going to say is that I more than anywhere else meet a lot of people who need help yeah. at those meetings of alcoholism. Yeah, so. and I mean today, I'm sure the reason I go is it's not necessarily because I need a meeting. I'm looking to see where I can be of service, mm. who I can help yeah, to be know, helpful and, and pass on to what him. has been given to us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Gabe, we have any other written in questions? What do we got here? Yeah. How do you uh, try and be a positive force in your children's life today now that you're sober? I mean, I just try to lead by example at this point. And I think what's cool about now using some of the tools I can help them see that well you know they've even shared with me that that they've seen me go through some tough stuff and come out on the other side so Mm. I think that's been a pretty powerful that's a powerful example thing for them at this point in time so you're a testament to even if life you know life gets a little tough you can get through things yeah exactly yeah and do they, have you noticed that over the, you know, since you've been sober that they've started to trust you more with more things in their life and you've gotten a little closer to yeah, them? Yeah, I definitely got, we've gotten closer. Um, uh, trust is coming back. Yeah. I think there will always it's be. Hard. Trust is hard. I, I think it'll always back, be man. a little bit of a hand's yeah. length. You yeah. know what I mean? It like, takes, it, it takes a while. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but through the steps and 
making the amends and whatnot. It's helped amazingly. Yeah. 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 Gabe, what else do we got? <laughs> okay. All right. Nobody written. All right. Um, Just ask it, Gabe. Just I ask know the it. question. Just the ask question. it. Ask um, it. Number, number two. <sighs> yeah. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, first of all, Tom. This has been great. Um, I'm looking for a, a new Netflix drama to binge. Any uh, suggestions? suggestions? Yeah. Ooh. That's a great question, actually. Oh, what do you got, Tom? Netflix dramas. Netflix dramas. I'm just a little behind. Of... Actually, I'm finishing up Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Oldie, That's a Netflix. It's, it's an oldie. Yeah. 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 But the latest season, just they just released the last season, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I've never I watched Better so. Call Saul. Oh, it's but, solid. So. Yeah. Did you not watch a lot of TV when you were drinking, so you had to go back and rewatch stuff? Yeah, I did watch a lot. And I did have to rewatch because I don't remember what I watched. So, yeah. yeah. And I think Better Call Saul was one of those. I, I missed I a big gap. 2000, 2001, There's a gap. There's a lot of gaps. I missed that. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Better Call Saul is your recommendation so to people. You don't have any other recommendations to our listeners? Um, Does it have to be Netflix? Does it have no, to be anything. a drama? Yeah. <laughs> anything. Yeah, I'm more like a... Oh, horror show kind of guy. Horror show. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. What, what show? <laughs> Give a recommendation. <laughs> I just watched a um, really good one called The Barbarian. Ooh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, did you oh, see that? I did see that. That was a movie. Oh, that was free. Was that a movie or a series? It's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Yeah. It's a movie, not a series. Barbarian. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's dark, man. It's it dark. actually kind of messed me up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But so. that's that's kind of my genre. Yeah. Right you wouldn't there. know. Yeah. You wouldn't know that's his mindset. I know, right. Yeah, I don't like stuff like that. I actually, Tom does have those serial killer eyes, though. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> calm, that calm, serene vibe that comes kind of like Dexter. I was, yeah. like Dexter. I was, yeah. a, big, I was oh, a big fan yeah, of Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> He's got those eyes. He's got those eyes, eyes dude. Dude, it's that calmness, dude. It's the calmness of someone who's been through some stuff. He's the guy you have to watch out for. I thought he just had huffed a lot of glue. No, that's your sponsor. Yeah, that's a hustle right there. Keyboard dust dust off or glade? No glade. Glade. He said, "I was like, who do offs? I never even knew that could get you high until he mentioned it. I was like, that is some what like a plug. Talk about hard times. Like the like the spray, maybe a washcloth. Just Jesus, dude. No, what they do is they spray it into a bag and then they huff the bag. That's how they do. No, he's shaking his head. No, I think you 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 filter it with. You take a towel. Oh gosh. That's, that's why Justin has that glazed look over uh, in his I've eyes. I've never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dead. What's our our final question here from from the audience? I what was is, uh, yeah. So, Tom, I was actually on the phone with Progressive today. I turned 26, and I'm trying to. I I don't understand how insurance works. Um, do you have any suggestions for someone who's looking for insurance, like auto insurance? Yeah. yeah auto what is insurance. the question? It just says. What does it say? It says auto insurance. Yeah, do you have any suggestions for someone looking for cheap auto insurance? Or Are you an insurance salesman? I no. am. My twin brother is, though. We could get him on the line. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> he really is. That's, we had no idea. It's just a random question. Well, we didn't so, know he had a twin brother either. Yeah. We did not. Neither did his sponsor. So. Yeah. Which is sketchy. But. Uh, so, you okay. Know, how, so, what's the best way to get uh, good auto well, insurance? I was lucky because since I was military, I have USAA. Ooh. So, yeah. USAA. Is, They're not uh, a bad one. You know you know what I had when I got sober? Mafe. Mafe. <laughs> Raise your hand. I've you never heard of Mafe. What really? is it? Maryland Auto Fund? Maryland Auto Insurance, Insurance Fund. Fund. It's basically when you, when no other company, no matter how much you're willing to pay, will insure you. They, they will have insure, to. They have, they to, have insure to insure you. And it costs twice as much as my car payment. It's so much. <laughs> my car payment was like... Two seventy five, and my insurance was like six hundred dollars. Yeah, oh six hundred dollars. Get Mafe today. Oh yeah, I'm sure they still. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they got Mafe. Yeah. If you got a lot of points, you can't get insured. When they say driving is a privilege, that's what they that's what they're talking about right there. That's a privilege. Yeah, driving. So, is Tom, your recommendation is to join the military if you want good auto insurance. That's the way to go. All right, <laughs> There's no hope for us because they would not take Progressive us. Progressive has a pretty I good sales. Pitch what did you do in the military anyway? By the way, you don't strike me as a military guy. He's a computer guy. I was a computer yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
uh, computers, was, uh, Air Force. You probably worked in like Intel, one of those, like things. Intel. I, I was Intel. Yeah. <laughs> See, you got it all. We got, got that. In, those, got it's you. the eyes, dude. Get that you. Intel eyes look. Spook. Stare at that screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, right. Tom. It's been great. Man. Yeah, that was really, really great, and did a wonderful job. I appreciate Thanks it. It's good to hear out. your story. Thank Thanks you for listening to the show, and I'm sure. Will you listen to your own episode? No. You won't. I will not. Okay. Well, that's right. We'll listen to it. Send it out to your friends. Yeah. (laughs) Want to thank our our, uh, our studio guests for coming out tonight. Want to thank everybody on Zoom for being here. Really, again, means a lot to us. And we've got another great guest lined up next week. Excited. Right? Yeah, we do. All right. Thank you. 